welcome to the Atlassian Ecosystem Podcast. This is episode 123, Release the Like Button. I'm your host, Ryan Spilkin, and I'm joined today um, in eager anticipation of that like button showing up by Brenda Burl and Matthew Stubblefield. Brenda, Matthew, howdy. Hello. Ryan, good to see you, though. One, two, three, that's, that's like the key combination of my luggage. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird how that's also the podcast title. Oh. <laughs> um, somebody call my secretary and have him change the combination of my <laughs> luggage. <laughs> Mine is not one, two, three. So can eliminate one, three letter, three number combination from my luggage locks. One down. Billions to go. <laughs> so we are starting this episode of the Atlassian Ecosystem podcast with a Rip Rora news update. Spreadsheets, spreadsheets, spreadsheets. spreadsheets. <laughs> <laughs> oh. We do uh, love fine, a good spreadsheet here. <laughs> this fine Wednesday, August 4th, uh, when we are recording this podcast, which is not live, uh, dear viewers, uh, we have the uh, Q4 FY21 letter to shareholders, which in our typical vein on this podcast, we have read so you don't have to. Uh, and uh, also to spare you all, I'm not going to read it to you, though, as always, we will link this in the show notes, or if you prefer, you can just Google uh, Atlassian shareholder letter. It is on their blog. That would make a heck of a, of a Yule log, though. Mm, mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah, if you, need to get, uh, if you need to get your grill lit, uh, get your barbie going, just print this out and stuff it under the coals, you are good to go. Um, no, it's... Uh, uh, Atlassian writes, whoever wrote this, it's a Q4 was a ripper, as the Aussies would say. Ryan and I have greatly enjoyed the emojis uh, sort of sprinkled delightfully through this blog post. Uh, so some, some notable things from this extremely long letter. Uh, year-on-year revenue up 30%. Subscription revenue growth up 50%. Uh, they really highlight their different tiers of cloud, enterprise, premium, free, and uh, Ryan, as you were saying before we recorded the podcast, uh, this sort of strategy that that we uh, were talking about a couple months ago with distinguished product <laughs> manager Sharif Mansour, <laughs> uh, of of having tools to meet the needs of not just different organizations but different people in the organization, from one end of the spectrum with with significant command and control to the other end of very loose, fast. Um, collaborative, very communication-focused, that strategy seems to be paying off for Atlassian. Looks like it. And um, I really regret not naming this episode Release the Ripper. <laughs> it's <laughs> or not the too emojis. late. <laughs> yeah, we can go back. Uh, so they um, highlight a lot of uh, improvements sort of across the board. They don't just talk about uh, the revenue, they talk about search engine optimization and marketing, uh, growth of channel and marketplace partners of apps, the release of Forge to general availability, which we've talked about in this uh, podcast, a uh, number of employment awards that they've won. Um, and uh, I thought the customer highlights were particularly interesting. So they, they highlight the growth of uh, customers, particularly Trello single user accounts, uh, as more people are signing on for that, uh, the growth of customers uh, above certain um, sort of revenue points and tiers uh, year on year. So sort of diving into those details. 
And then the financial highlights are where uh, we get the things that, uh, you know, in addition to emojis, I understand of uh, some spreadsheeting. So uh, all in all, uh, really good balance sheet, uh, cash flow figures, everything's good. Um, it was kind of interesting. I was on a call last week with our head of product management. He goes, whoa, what just happened? Atlassian stock just shot up. What's going on? Did they, did they buy somebody? Did they sell something? And it was like, oh, let me quick Google up. Oh, yep. Yep. Here's the Q4 report. I bet. Uh, yep. Look at that revenue. There it is. So, uh, Atlassian continuing to, uh, succeed and grow and, um, their continued investments in the cloud, which we're going to talk about the updates soon. Um, we, we've been talking about cloud for, it's gotta be eight years now, eight or nine years. Um, I, I, even at this point, I forget what it, it was called something else before cloud. And at the, the moment I'm forgetting what, but Atlassian has been dedicated to this. You know, they had this vision, they continue to invest in it. Some of the things they talk about in this Q4 report, it's sort of like, oh, Shouldn't that have been there all along? We talk about that sometimes. It is sort of like, oh, huh, this is a new feature, right? Um, at the same time, commitment to agile, commitment to iteration, getting stuff out there, trying it, getting feedback, making it better. That strategy too, I think is, is really paying off. So uh, great report here. If you're a shareholder, I'm sure you're quite happy. And uh, we'll link it in the show notes if you want to learn more about it. But uh, all in all, uh, positive indications. One last note on it. There was a thread on the Atlassian subreddit uh, earlier this week of somebody going, is Atlassian software really going to stick around? Is this really something my company should start using? I don't know. Is this just a fad? Uh, <laughs> well, Redditors, uh, no, not just a fad. I think it's going to be around. I think they're doing quite well. about that ladder you get them hooked early and then you 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 get them on the comeback you know <laughs> as the as the company expands they continue to use your conveniently accessible tools and speaking of conveniently accessible tools let's jump into the juicy list of jira cloud updates beginning with a post on atlassian community introducing insights for jira software cloud now is it really introducing insights? We've talked about insights on the podcast a couple of times before, and it, this is related, yet different. It's it's an insights panel, which like at first blush, Ryan was like, do we need to talk about this? And I was like, oh, we already talked about this. This is the Bitbucket Insights, right? But Ryan and, correctly and it, pointed out, no, it is not. It is not Bitbucket Insights. It's related. It's looking at deployment frequency but it's in a totally different view it's it's now in line well and not just that but the the deployment frequency which we see in the deployments tab insights has now also been added to the backlog tab where you see sprint commitment issue type breakdown so they're they've kind of built this insights not brand but like component feature um where you get contextual information depending on what screen you're looking at yeah, the reporting is just getting um, more nuanced and easily accessible throughout the whole platform. Mm -hmm. And um, it's not available in my project yet. Of course. Of course, of course. And neither are many of the other updates from this set. However, they are still exciting. And if you're using them, I want to know because, uh, you know, that's pretty cool. 
Let's start off with the Jira platform. Somebody's jealous, isn't he? I just, you know. I would like to get them first. I want to be in that 10% that gets them first. I don't know if anybody at last is listening. If you if could, you're listening, uh, if you could promote our instances, because we want to, we got to, we got to tell the people, the people want to know, we got to tell them. Yeah. And we like playing with toys. Come on. Who doesn't? Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. that. Now, the first one that really got my attention was on the Jira platform in general, where for a company managed project, which I have, if it's a software project, the feature page allows you to just turn features in the project on and off. So if there are aspects of a Jira project you don't want to use and you're not going to mess with and you don't even need to see, bye bye Nice. Right. Can't wait. It's just another page on your project administration uh, screen. So there you go. Now in the the issue view, which is, they still call it the new issue view. It's the issue view at this point. In the issue view, when you add links from third-party apps, they're going to be grouped together. And all I can say about that is, sweet. Continuing on to advanced roadmaps for Jira, live plans have been discontinued entirely. We talked about this um, three weeks or two months some time ago, you know, time's a flat circle. Yeah, it's been a a few months now, I think, because they gave really pretty far advanced notice about this. Yeah, it's been a while, but now it's it's over. Uh, You are now into the new uh, view of advanced roadmaps. And lastly, in the Jira platform, you're able to add custom fields to all your screens in Jira. They've introduced a checkbox on the custom field screen association page so that you can add your custom field to all the screens across your instance. In Jira software, there's only one update. For project pages, instead of having to direct a Jira project to an entire space, they can now be linked directly to a specific Confluence page. If you have a project plan on a specific page, just direct it there and then tie that to your JIRA. Happy days. Happy days. It is. In JIRA service management, Atlassian has improved the view of knowledge base articles for the customer in their portal. So when the customer, in order to deflect tickets, when a customer starts typing, they will have better visibility of knowledge base articles that are tied in with your service desk. And specifically, this is to increase the width of knowledge base articles as they're displayed through the customer portal, which is really key if you are using tables or larger images, maybe a delightful GIF, uh, because uh, the the width, um, I now kind of want to go measure how many pixels it is, but I, I have in my head it was like 600 or so when you would pop yeah, the knowledge base many. article. Yeah. No. So like, you know, especially on larger screens. So being able to have that wider um, is really nice uh, for, for displaying some of that information. The next feature in Jira service management is managing drafts from within the knowledge base. So drafts are knowledge base articles that are in progress or unpublished. Now you can get an overview of drafts that you've created and are contributing to from within your knowledge base. Lastly, in Jira service management, you're able to now link multiple Confluence spaces to your knowledge base. Hmm. Yeah, Matthew yeah. is, Matt, you can't, you might, you might have felt it uh, in the presence, but Matthew is holding <laughs> his arms above his head in victory. I was a little conflicted. Matthew's oh, excited. This is so good. Yeah. This is so good. Yeah, um, the only terrible, frustrating thing about it is that it's in cloud uh, and not data center. <laughs> 
Um, yeah. Yeah. Because being able to have multiple knowledge bases connected, um, it just, it, it makes conflicts management easier in a, in a number of different ways, both in terms of like creating drafts and versions of, of articles and connecting them, having multiple teams contributing and not having to change the way those teams are contributing, uh, maybe decreasing versions of pages cross knowledge base. So it's just, it's giving some flexibility there uh, that I think is, uh, is really nice. Um, and then on top of this, uh, agents can, you know, uh, as they kind of came before, can, can filter articles by linked spaces. Um, so you can kind of flip through that. So uh, this, this also gives the potential, and I think this is probably where it will be used most, to have a single support form, uh, but with a bunch of knowledge base. So instead of, you know, like we have right now, I have 20 different Jira service desk customer portal forms to look through. Which one do I pick and where do I go? You could have a single one with a single field, but as you type in, you get knowledge base results back to deflect those tickets. And for the end user, that is so much easier. I have thoughts on this. I have thoughts Look on dubious. this. I, they're, Look they're, dubious. You had me. The first three quarters of what you said there, I, I was like, you. okay, I'm sold. And then the last thing about the single um, the single input, right? Because currently with Jira work management, that's what I have. My project has a single, mm, single, input. single mm -hmm. input. And unless they develop some smarts that allow me to delineate what that ticket is before I see it, you know, mm -hmm. um, and which doesn't, they don't exist at this point. You have nothing, I have no customizability beyond very limited scope. Um, so unless they introduce something that allows those tickets to do a little bit of pre-triage for me, some automation there, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to be salty. Have you, have you ever heard of this little app called script runner, which uh, in which you could create a listener to pick up certain keywords and then apply things like labels or change custom fields. Listen, I am a big fan of this company. They're, they're small in the market, little guys, little scrappy team called Adaptivist putting out this product called Script Runner. This, this young, <laughs> young, um, princely hip, gentleman, Amy Eklund. What? Brent? Hip. Oh, we oh so hip. Um, yeah, no, I'm a fan, but the the everybody has a slightly different way of describing things. Yeah, no, I get what you're saying. Like, yeah, that's one of the benefits of Jira service management service. That's the customer portal where the user doesn't have to select these fields, but depending on which which form they pick, then we can set a bunch of stuff automatically. Like, totally get that. Yep. Um, I think sometimes we, uh, I'm like the collective, the royal we of um, IT people who run service desks. Yep. We go a little overboard with splitting things out into different forms, just like some companies go overboard with making really complex workflows when really all they need is like four statuses. In the latest round of Confluence Cloud updates, you're now able to resize table columns easily with a distribute columns button. Another one where where the yes. team is excited. Yes, absolutely. Hands above head. It really I spend, nice. I spend so much time futzing around with column widths. Thank you, Atlassian, from the bottom of my heart. Yeah, that is see. all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll make sure to include a link to these articles. You'll be able to find how to use these features. It's really easy and straightforward. Uh, the new table release feature. 
Confluence has also had an Android release, 1.88.9, where you can now view and reply to inline comments within the body of pages. So if you're an Android user, uh, you'll be able to, to get that inline commenting experience. Uh, and lastly, I am going to need some help with this, Matthew, because um, I'm an iPhone guy, but Connie mm. Android 1.70 release notes. Um, I have no idea. I thought maybe this was for people named Connie uh, who have Android phones and multiple confluence sites where they may have to switch between them. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's uh, I, I don't know what the proper noun is there for. Yeah. Um, and I don't know why there's, there would be a 1.7 release and a 1.88 release. Does Android run on, like if you're on 1.88, is it, well, no, that's that's the that's the version of the app. That's oh. not the the version of Android. Um, I kind of wonder if this is a typo. If they meant to say Confluence for Android and somehow typed Connie, uh, is it an Lassian Australian thing? Mobile team, maybe it's an Australian thing. Maybe that's what they call Confluence internally. Just I call it Connie. I wondered if maybe Connie was like a name for the menu where you switch instances. It would be the first I've heard it, though I have heard that there are multiple names for that menu. Connie is yeah. new to me. Anyways, yeah. Yeah. The, the action's available in the three dots menu at the top right of the app um, to let you switch uh, between multiple Confluence sites without having to log out, uh, which is nice. I'm going to call that Connie from here on out. That three dots <laughs> yeah. menu. We used to call it the Connie. burger menu. Yeah, the burger the menu. Yeah, burger We're just going to call Connie from three now dots. in. Connie. It's Connie. Yep. It's Connie. And now I regret not naming this episode Release the Connie. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Uh, well, <sighs> something that I'm sure Connie would get excited about uh, is Whoever she uh, is. A, a new feature for cloud. Um, product release tracks. I'm so excited about this. This is something that I had talked with Anu at Summit about several years ago. She's now the VP of products at Atlassian. Back then, she was the product manager for cloud. And we talked about customers struggling with cloud updates rolling out constantly, um, You know, multiple, sometimes in a single week, and enterprises not being able to rely that their, their software is going to stay the same. It made change management very difficult and training Product release tracks, as they're they're calling them, refers to your your cloud products, your applications, and there are three track options to which you can subscribe. Uh, the first is bundled, so products in the bundled release track receive the same changes as products on the continuous track. They're held back; the, the changes are held back for up to four weeks, added to the bundle, rolled out two weeks later. Um, so that could be moving a button or a new setting or something. Continuous. Uh, you receive changes of features as soon as they become available. Uh, preview, uh, as sandboxes on a preview release track get the, the bundled release track two uh, changes two weeks before they're rolled out with the bundled track. So um, having these three, really nice. Uh, you can go to admin.atlassian.com, go to products and release tracks, and change your track there. Uh, so really nice to see this run out. Um, I think this is a very... Uh, clever way to go about it. Um, when we talked about it a couple of years ago, there was just sort of going to be the single option of, um, you know, wait four weeks and then you can get it. But having sandbox be separate from bundled 
uh, I think is really nice. And then if you want to stay on continuous, you can. So uh, I think if a lot of admins probably want to go out and check the setting now, as always, we'll link to it in the show notes, but it's pretty easy to find it at admin.atlassian. Just go to products and then release tracks. After a lot of cool news from the cloud, including the Confluence table with resizing, which had me so excited, um, we'll shift gears a little bit and talk about server. There's a new version of Jira software, 8.18.1. This is chock full of bug fixes. So uh, take a look at it. We'll link to this list of issues in the show notes. Um, the, the one that has everybody on your podcast excited is the introduction of like and dislike buttons. You can now uh, express your pleasure or displeasure with a comment by pressing like. Um, super exciting. Asked for for a long time. Plus one. Uh, plus one. <laughs> I like this. See what I did there? Yeah. Um, there is another, there is a remote code execution and workflow import fix. Uh, so this is a security thing. There, in prior versions, there is a default OS workflow configurator class that allows remote attackers to import malicious workflow to execute arbitrary code via a remote code execution vulnerability. There is a fix issued for this in 8.18.1. It blocks the usage of unsafe conditions, validators, functions, and registers that are built into OS workflow library and other Jira dependencies. Um, Atlassian made functions or functions provided by third-party plugins are not affected by this fix. Uh, so there is information about that uh, remote code execution fix. Um, a number of things for developers, uh, some commit details missing on development panels on certain issues when sync is performed with GitLab repo, kind of a big deal. Uh, for those of you using DVCS, um, there's a couple of fixes that make your life a little bit easier there. Um, a fix for disabling or uninstalling advanced roadmaps disables Jira software. I feel again. like that one's a, again. Um, so hmm. it was, it was, there was a fix issued in 8.17.1. There's some additional work that need, needed to be done on it. Um, a number of things around just some of the agile work that you do, scope change, showing incorrect value, um, widgets on dashboards not updating correctly, video attachments stopped playing on Chrome and Safari, a lot of little, you know, you know just quality of life fixes. But there's a lot of them. So uh, if you are administering Jira software on server and data center, go out, take a look at 8.18.1. As I said, we will link to a list of these issues in the show notes and go out there and get them like buttons. Yeah, it's, it's pretty frequent that I see a comment and I want to indicate I agree or I approve and uh, having the like button is nice. Uh, as a callback to our previous episode from two weeks ago, uh, 8.18.0 had been pulled because uh, it, you know, kind of like crashed your Jira instance after four hours. Uh, so this is the subsequent update where everything should be fine and includes all these other delightful fixes. So 8.18.1 is or should be at least good to go. In Jira Service Management, we have 4.18.1, which 
with its own raft of 35 uh, included stories and bugs. Raft. So uh, <laughs> lots, lots going on here. Um, some, some key highlights. Some of these uh, do overlap with Jira software. That's often the case. Um, but, uh, you know, some that, that jumped out at me for Jira service specifically, um, the SLA ticking after the configuration has been updated when it should have been paused, that's behavior that, um, we've been seeing that type of thing for years. Uh, and, um, it's the type of thing we've seen for years related to, uh, um, SLA corruption. So nice to see work continue to invest in that and improve. I've um, got some bug fixes for insight. Uh, to get some JavaScript on some pages, um, being able to view the SLA through the customer portal. We talked about that an episode or two ago, um, you know, some stories and, and improvements related to that. Um, being able to mention people in comments and descriptions. Some of these are things that we talked about uh, a couple weeks ago, but then they were in an update that were, was pulled. Um, so these features are now uh, legit live. Uh, which is which is very exciting. Um, having that in uh, data center and server. Um, uh, for all the other updates, as Brenda said, some some kind of minor quality of life stuff, some bugs fixed. Uh, I think 4.18.1, good update to install if it fits into your update cycle. Um, I always got frustrated at, at the SLA issue, so seeing bug fixes related to that, I think are uh, particularly good. Um, so check it out. Uh, we'll link to the uh, list of bugs and stories that was released on 22nd of July in our show notes. And in Bitbucket data center and server news, uh, 7.15 introduced July 27th as well. Um, highlights including controlling what happens with source branches when merging a pull request. So this is what I was thinking of earlier. Uh, you can set an option for to avoid accidentally deleting the source branches when merging a pull request. So the branching model page is now going to be named branches and the default on this will be off, meaning that the setting will be defaulted to not delete the source branch when users merge a pull request. I think this will make developers very happy. I think it's interesting seeing this branching model that where it's different between development and production. I think that's... Uh... A yeah. very nice approach. So there is information about this in the page we'll link to in the show notes. There's also some additional reporting into exporting pull request activity, allowing you to export historical pull request. Uh, so this file contains information you would see in the activity section of the pull request overview tab and pulls a whole bunch of information that lets you go further back. Changes that happened from before the scope of the report, so you can set a, a from date or more than 12 months ago if you did not set a from date or not included. It will increase the export duration, so if you don't need this data, you can choose to exclude it. Some more information about that data pipeline. And you can also now create, if you're an admin on the application, you can now create a repo directly from the admin menu, repos create repository. Since Bitbucket 7.0, pull requests, diffs, wrap lines that are too long, removing the need for horizontal scrolling. I prefer that, but you can disable word wrapping in the unified diff if you prefer to have uh, word wrapping turned off. And as always, there's information about, there's an upgrade guide and upgrade matrix, so you can kind of prepare before you do an upgrade. 
Uh, just a few issues solved in 7.15 as far as bug fixes, but some nice things to add in. So if you are adminning Bitbucket data center or server, do take a look at the release notes for 7.15 and go ahead and install them if you think it's appropriate. And lastly, on the server updates, we've got Confluence 7.12.4, which is simply a bug fix update. The first bug is two synchrony instances started during synchrony restart, and the second is space export fails with the error, couldn't backup database data. Well, that's problematic. Is it the data, yeah. the database, or the data in the database? But the the backup one is you know relatively low priority. Um, you could still do other exports. The synchrony one, uh, pretty major severity, because uh, that would have a big impact on your system. Uh, it was reproduced on Windows. You had to go in and kill the process. So having this fixed uh, is particularly good. Um, they didn't identify it running, happening on Linux, but theoretically it could. Um, so if you are running your Confluence instance on Windows and if you have collaborative editing enabled, uh, this is an update you'll you'll want to put in, particularly if you're having to do frequent restarts of Confluence or Synchrony. Last but certainly not least, some news from the Atlassian University. Um, some changes to, so you, you may be familiar, if you have four Atlassian certifications, you have achieved a credential called Atlassian Certified Master. They have changed the phrasing to Atlassian Certified Expert. Uh, it is intended to be more inclusive, understanding that master is vocabulary that really could be replaced and helps move Atlassian toward more accurate and inclusive ways to represent our most accomplished learners, as they say. There is also a new Confluence Pro Skills badge. Uh, if you are an Atlassian certified expert or are close to it to help you achieve that, there will be upcoming changes to certifications for those of you that do hold certifications. A lot of the server certs are gonna be retired uh, with server into life, there's no need for certifications on server. So Atlassian is building out basically migration paths to get you to the cloud credentials if you already hold those server certifications. Uh, so I hold two, I think Matthew, you probably hold two, um, or you may I hold think more. I've, no, I've got, uh, four? I, I have four. So I am four. an Atlassian certified expert. I had five and I let one go because I was like, I already got four. And I think yeah. I have another four or five badges on top of that. Yeah, yeah. So there will be some learning paths available to take the, the server certifications into the next iteration of what those certifications look like. Uh, but for now, just a few changes. Stay tuned for additional information in coming months. And yeah, lots to look forward to there. Yeah, and for the partners out there who are listening, uh, you may have got notification that Lassian has launched some new accreditations for partners uh, that, that you can get. Uh, the only thing I want to mention on that is they are delivered through Atlassian's new LMS that they launched last month in July. Um, this is all the back, also the um, sort of back end for the, the new version of training for Jira, uh, their cloud app. And uh, they're using Intellum for that LMS. And just want to say it's quite nice. Uh, it is nice. I, I, was, I was impressed with some of the content authoring tools that are in there. Uh, so uh, Atlassian University, we hope you're enjoying the new LMS. Uh, it made the accreditations a little bit more pleasant to get through. I particularly liked the little role play 
sort of chat type uh, um, exercises or interactions. That was kind of neat where you pick a, a conversation response. And so um, anyways, I, I think we're going to see some neat things from the last university of certifications going forward uh, as they build using these new tools. And that's it for this edition of the Atlassian Ecosystem Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. We are really grateful to all of our listeners out there. Be sure to check out the new show from the Adaptivist Live Podcast Network, DevOps Decrypted. We'll be linking to that in the show notes as well. As always, make sure you're connecting with us on social at Adaptivist and let us know what you want us to talk about. Or if you want to come on the show, come chat with us. I'm just putting that offer out there. You got something to talk about? We want to hear it. So for Brenda Burl and Matthew Stubblefield, I'm Ryan Spilkin, and this is the Atlassian Ecosystem Podcast, part of the Adaptivist Live Podcast Network. We should move on. Yes. But, but... But I want. I would love to continue this conversation outside of this. Matthew disagrees. Uh, no, he no. He just turned his headphones off. He was so he was so enraged. He turned his headphones <laughs> off. <laughs> Done with your nonsense, Ryan Spilkin. Yeah, Bluetooth. It, blue, it yeah. Bluetooth read his mind, and it was like I'm done. Yeah, it's like Ryan I'm starts out. to point. My headphones are like, nah, you don't need to hear this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that conversation is to be continued.